I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBSI Views podcast. With me is Oliver Vanea, Chief Executive Officer and co-founder of Imburse Payments. We're talking about software as a solution, SaaS. What, Oliver, does a SaaS solution offer that a traditional payment solution doesn't? Talking about SaaS is really interesting because it hits to the core of any question a company will have when they are thinking about a service is build or buy, right? So it's always the question, do I control it myself? Do I buy it? And SaaS has been really an accelerator of making the value proposition of a buy decision that much better. So all the developments around computing and cloud computing has made providing a SaaS service that much cheaper and allowing people to build very specific solutions that they can sell to companies that they who can then buy it into their organization and connect to other services. And that's why the fundamental difference is in that here you buy a service from people who probably only do that and do that really well. And I whack it together with other stuff, with stuff I build myself versus do I have to build and maintain everything myself, which now works out to be more expensive and more complicated. But at the same time, you're giving up control. Yes. And having found that in when a company starts deciding between their own thing and a SaaS solution, it's normally very closely related to whether the service they're looking at is considered core or non-core. Because, you know, security and control is only relevant when it's important, whether you have IP, whether there's risk associated to it. Whereas when it's ancillary or um, complementary functionality and services, you are okay to relinquish some level of control because it doesn't affect or sort of impact your core. You can continue to deliver your core service and then by changing providers if you need to. So I think within that, away from the core, SaaS makes a lot of sense. Okay, you say it makes a lot of sense. Is it inevitable that companies are going to have to move to SaaS technology because they're not going to be able to afford not to? Is it inevitable? I would say maybe in the current state, not. It would itself evolve as the companies get up to date with a more modular setup of their propositions, right? You have to still be able to put the SaaS service into your organization. Now, if that costs as much in resources and time as sort of building your own thing, then again, it makes no sense. And you touched on the topic of control and security. So is it okay to be on a public cloud or do I need to have the service on private cloud? So I think both sectors still have to um, develop. And I think certain industries who have traditionally now run at very inefficient levels because history was very kind to them, lots of money, nobody cares, like banks and insurers, that's changing for them. They have to be much more capital efficient to compete with new entrants and with each other. And for those, I think it's inevitable that at least part of their proposition will be SaaS solutions. Well, those solutions in in respect of payments... How will SaaS help improve cross-border payments? Yeah. So looking at payments for the moment, the big problem that a lot of large companies have is not a question of choice, right? There's a lot of payment providers out there, there's a lot of payment technologies. In fact, that is the big problem. There's too much choice. Because, you know, lots of companies have big IT systems and legacy IT systems. It's not about an API, unfortunately, for most industries. It's not like, oh, I deploy an API and I'm done. There's a complete knowledge gap. Like for most companies, payments is mission critical. 
but not core competency. So they don't have payment teams. And all of this really builds on the fact that they don't have the best technology. They don't like this topic and they don't invest in it. So they don't really have the most cutting edge anything. <laughs> and now as you have SaaS, these SaaS providers, that is what they do. They do only that. And you will have to probably put together two or three SaaS providers to provide a holistic solution, including your core stuff to your end customer. But these SaaS providers are generally better with the most cutting edge tech, with the best access to the system. And so as companies realize that payments is mission critical, but not core, they will move more to buy payments as a SaaS service, get much better technology, much better processes, and thus can optimize for the business. Whether that's reduced cost or faster payment is then up to the situation to decide. But for cross-border payments, it's a big problem is the cost of doing it and the speed of the money arriving. And with these SaaS providers who are addressing both those problems, you will see massive steps forward in terms of bringing down the cost, speeding up the settlement, and that will be better for the companies and the customer in the end. And looking at it from the perspective of the bank, the insurer, the financial institution, this has to be something that they will want to see if they can do it faster, if they can do it at a lower cost, if they can do it in a scalable manner. Yeah, and, and it comes down a bit to, like, how does the customer see the service? You know, a customer doesn't sit at home, like, he wants money to go from A to B, and it must be as quickly as possible and as cheap as possible. So the only way somebody can make money out of this transaction is by providing a service attached to it that the customer values. And so far, that still needs to clarify. What's the service that you provide around it? And if you are not participating in this, you will have a competency gap. So if you always think like, oh, I'll eventually buy somebody, well, I'll get into the space eventually, companies have to be faster at getting involved to even understand what's happening to build out a proposition that can create value for them. And it will be looking different for, for companies, but you have to participate, right? Well, I think you've touched on something important there. For the end consumer, and it doesn't matter whether that end consumer is an individual or a company, the payment itself is not the service. Yes, exactly. It's a commodity. The payment itself is a complete commodity. That's the fundamental driver here that sort of nobody wants to acknowledge and is creating sort of disruption in the market. If you say to somebody, I will make... I'll send you money via bank transfer. People don't necessarily associate that with a specific bank. It's just a service that needs to happen. And card payments and alternative payments, PayPal, it's just a normal, it's vernacular, right? It's, it's not associated with anybody. So now as that commoditizes, people have to really understand the value they create in being the facilitator of this action for the customer to be willing to pay anything. I think we'll leave it there. Thank you very much indeed, Oliver Vanea, Chief Executive Officer of Imburse Payments.